Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 8440. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Lowry searching. Looking, looking. Finds Drews back to Lowry. There it is. Three punters. Won't go. Rebound. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Here on 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is going to be a great wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks, as we're going to talk about everything in the sports world that you want to talk about. And you can get in on the conversation by calling or texting. Into the show, 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Wrecker Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And got a great show lined up for you guest-wise, because not only is Pat Bradley going to be joining us in the 2 o'clock hour, thanks to Motorsports Authority. Looking forward to catching up with him. But also going to have Razorback baseball commit Walker Martin joining us in the 3 o'clock hour, who is one of the top MLB prospects in the country and it looks like that uh, he's a player that could be drafted really high in the MLB draft, but is saying that he wants to play at Arkansas. So we'll talk to him about his decision and how that's going to play out and what it's all going to be about. So we'll have some fun with that. We'll have, of course, some uh, Nickelback tickets to give away, which I know we didn't give uh, some away yesterday, but we'll have some today uh, to give away for that concert too. So be on the lookout for that. And I know there'll be some other news too that we'll dive into and some things happened yesterday as well as some storylines today, but... Um, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, kind of excited about tonight with the uh, SEC football schedule release for 2024 uh, for many different reasons, Joe. Not only because you get to see what the schedule is going to look like and how Arkansas gets screwed and all of it, but also because of the fact that you know it'd be some maybe some cool, interesting matchups on the road that people can go and check out, and maybe you won't have to play a bunch of West teams. You know, you'll get some East flavor in there too. Uh, it comes out tonight at 6 o'clock, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what that looks like with the new teams joining the conference, too. Yeah, that's going to be something where we haven't even played the 2023 season, but with a couple of new teams coming into the conference, Texas OU, now you kind of spin it forward, look forward to next year, and see what the future looks like for the SEC. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating for uh, teams that may have multiple rivalries that they want to keep, uh, multiple team, or places that they want to play. You know, like, for instance, you know, Georgia, Florida, you know, playing in Jacksonville is kind of their thing and has always been their thing. You know, does that keep going on? And, and they're renovating that stadium, so they plan yeah. on keeping that going. Yeah, that helps it when it's uh, not only a, a, a more of a neutral site game, but also a really nice neutral site game in, in the stadium there in Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, there'll be questions about that and questions about these other teams that are jumping in, like who are going to be their opponents moving forward. But uh, at least as of this point in time right now, the only opponent that is being reported that Arkansas will be playing in 2024 
besides, of course, Missouri, as we know that that's, that game is going to happen no matter what, is Texas. And that actually got reported by Chip Brown, who does a great job of covering all things Texas down there at the 24-7 sports site. He's reporting that not only is Arkansas going to be playing Texas in 2024, but they are going to be playing them in Fayetteville. So Arkansas just played Texas in Fayetteville in 2021, just a couple years ago. And it looks like uh, this upcoming se- or the two seasons from now, Arkansas will welcome in the Longhorns once again into Fayetteville. And so as of right now, there's been some other leaks from some other teams, but that's the only one that looks like, uh, for Arkansas' sake, is a certainty, or at least being reported as a certainty with Texas coming back to Fayetteville. It's exciting times, and that's something that fans have looked forward to with making the announcement that Texas and OU were coming into the conference, the possibilities of Arkansas, Texas, and renewing that rivalry. And now you kind of get a glimpse of it. Played them out of conference here a few times, and it's always been a big-time event whenever those two teams play, especially for the Arkansas fans and on the Arkansas side. And now we'll see it a little more frequently. Yeah, we will. And uh, just as of note, at least not of right now, I know the Big 12 had a rule against it, but the SEC does not have any rule about doing the horns down symbol as uh, some sort of penalty or anything like the Big 12 did at this point. So uh, if Arkansas is going to be playing Texas, you'll be able to do all those things, as well as players, which I don't know if they'll do it anyways. But still, uh, it'll be good to have them uh, as a permanent opponent if it ends up being the case where you play a home-and-home with Texas each and every year. So uh, that's where it's at right now. And there'll be some other ones that people you know, kind of thought with, of course, Missouri will be happening. Will Ole Miss be that other team that uh, Arkansas will end up playing? But I've also seen some reports, too, that have gone into where, since they're no longer going to have divisions, they're really going to just sprinkle all sorts of different teams into everyone's schedule to where you don't have too much. Like, for instance, if you've been in the SEC West historically, you're not going to have a bunch of SEC West teams on your schedule. They're going to go and say, all right, let's really maybe go, I don't know, if go over the top with it, but maybe have it to where it's like, okay, you're going to play four historical West teams and then four historical East teams. Uh, or maybe if you have already in a permanent game with an East opponent, does it go to five? Not really sure, but they're going to try to really mix it up with everybody and playing a bunch of teams that either you haven't played in a while or have been cross-divisional opponents that you haven't played often enough over the past 10 to 15 years, too. You want to make sure the rotation is good, and that's what they're looking forward to, just to make sure that these teams, they play each other more frequently. And then we've also heard that they're going to do some kind of strength deal where they may divide the conference in half and depending on how you finish one season that could go into how your future schedule lines up maybe not the next season but maybe a couple of seasons down the line and so that way it gives you a chance to and and this is something that happens with other sports when we're talking about the NFL and by seeding where you finish in the division that's how your schedule lines up where you know, you play some of those teams that finished in the same position. And so that's something that always works for scheduling. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they've been having plenty of time to handle this and to talk about this and to, to put it all together. And there will be some teams that have harder schedules than other teams. It's just a fact. Because if you're a, a big-time team like Georgia, for instance, uh, yeah, you're probably going to be perceived having an easier schedule because you don't have to play Georgia. Although, it's also been another game that's been reported is that Georgia does travel to Alabama in 2024 so far as uh, those matchups so they're going to make sure that they get a balance uh the sec that is of yeah we're going to have some random games here and there but when it comes to our big game big marquee matchups we're going to make sure we have that you know you're going to make sure you have georgia versus alabama you're going to make sure you have like lsu versus tennessee or uh you know just or lsu versus oklahoma just something to where you're going to make they're going to make sure they have the name the games that'll get the ratings that'll get the people watching it people hyped up while also just kind of going about it randomly and with some other opponents, too. Like, they're going to have a balance of it both. So, yeah. Exciting times. Yeah, we're all looking forward to it. And schedule release is on tonight, SEC Network, 6 o'clock. And uh, it's it'll be interesting to see how they go about fitting that all in within an hour because it's slated for an hour. But um, there should be some really good discussions. Yeah, I guess when you have 16 teams that you're going to go through their schedule for, uh, they, they kind of will, you know, maybe be drawn out a little bit more. I'm sure they'll have guests on. You know, Greg Sankey's probably going to be there talking about stuff and whatnot. So, yeah, they'll find a way to get their money's worth when it comes to tonight. Uh, but the question, I guess, uh, has been posed uh, to everybody out there is that with this schedule release, are there three teams? Like, if you if you were basically told by Greg Sankey, hey, 
as a Razorback fan, you get to choose three SEC games that you get to play. Like, these are the teams you get to play in 2024. Like, who would those three teams be? Would you go just for the easiest games and be like, oh, I want to choose Vanderbilt and whatever? Or are there certain games that you would want to keep because of history? Are there certain games you want to play because you haven't seen them or played them in a while? Like, what three games do you feel like you would want to see Arkansas play, or at least the opponents you'd like to see them play in 2024? Texas would be one of them. Yeah. And so that we know that that one is happening. But Texas is one. Ole Miss, the kind of back and forth that Arkansas Ole Miss have had throughout the history, but especially in the last few years, you want them. And then um, Missouri. Missouri yeah. is uh, a winnable game. It's become that rivalry game at the end of the year. And uh, some people accept it as that. Others don't. But that's what it's been, and that's what it will be. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to end up happening. But I, I agree with you on Texas and Ole Miss. Uh, those are games that I'd like to see them. Even if like they weren't already officially announced that those were going to be teams you'd be playing, I'd still want to play those two. But the other one is just because not only maybe it's an, a little easier of a game, but also because you haven't played there since 2011. I'd like to see them play at Vanderbilt because I like Nashville, for one. And they haven't played in Nashville since 2011. So you're talking about a long time since you've played over there. So I'd like to see that just for the sake of variety, for the sake you haven't played there in a minute. Because um, uh, Kentucky at home is another team you haven't played in a while either. So Vandy as a permanent opponent or just for the 2024? Just, just for the 2024, okay. yeah. Right. No, I know better than that. They're not getting them. They're not getting them as a uh, permanent opponent. Uh, but, yeah, just as far as that one-year deal, like the one-year con- uh, the one-year SEC schedule and how it sets up, uh, I'd like to see that game get played. But. And it seems like anytime somebody is asking for Vandy, let's get Vandy on the schedule, it happens to be when Vandy actually beats Arkansas. So mm-hmm. that's happened a few times. Oh, yeah, unfortunately so, because uh, Vanderbilt uh, beat Arkansas the last time they played in Fayetteville, Chad Morris's first year, as we all try to delete from our memories, and the other one, of course, being Jay Cutler coming to town and winning in Fayetteville. So Vandy actually wins in Fayetteville pretty often, and Arkansas in <laughs> Nashville has actually never lost. So uh, maybe that's the key. Maybe that's what you need to do. You need to play them on the road instead of at home. Because uh, even in like the 90s, I don't remember Arkansas playing Vanderbilt that much. In uh, the early 2000s, they didn't really play them. They seemed to play Tennessee a lot in the early 2000s because uh, that was, uh, I wouldn't consider it a rivalry, but they, that's how the schedule set up for it. But yeah, they, they've not been at Vanderbilt very often at all. So yeah, it, it would just be nice to have that one. But you know, you're, you're still going to have some tough teams because it's the SEC. You know, you're... You're not going to play Oklahoma because that was what Peter Burns actually reported, that every team in the SEC, currently the 14 teams, are going to play either Texas or Oklahoma once, but only one of them. So if it's true that you're playing Texas, you're not going to play Oklahoma there in the 2024 season. So that's, that's besides the point. But you'll play them probably the next year or the year after that. Uh, just how, It's kind of how the schedule sets up there too. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what it gets revealed and – uh, what Arkansas gets, and just to see a, a shakeup of the schedule where you don't have to worry about, okay, got to play Alabama every year, Auburn every year, LSU every year, A&M every year. It's like, yeah, well, you don't know who you're going to play other than maybe a couple opponents here and there. So. That's the biggest part of it, doing away with divisions. That's something that a lot of conferences are moving towards, and now the SEC is going that route also. And so that is going to have a lot of differences in the schedule and how it sets up. Absolutely. So we'll continue to talk about that, folks. It's a wide-open Wednesday. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. What do you make of the schedule release tonight? Who do you hope Arkansas ends up playing in 2024? We'll get to more of your phone calls and messages, as well as a lot of other things going on in the world of sports here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. For interior, exterior, commercial, and residential painting, hire the pros at Serta Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Sports Center. Arkansas football has added another commitment for the 2024 class. This morning, Pleasant Grove, Texarkana, Texas cornerback Akari Johnson announced his intentions to attend Arkansas. Johnson is a three-star and chose Arkansas over TCU, Stanford, and others. According to Chip Brown of Horns 247, the Texas Longhorns are expected to play Arkansas in 2024. They'll also play at Texas A&M, host Georgia, and play Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl. SEC Network is hosting an hour-long program revealing the 2024 SEC football schedule tonight. It'll be aired at 
6 p.m. And Dion Stutz, the class of 2024 Arkansas commitment out of Memphis, passed away on Tuesday evening. His head coach at Memphis University School, Bobby Alston, said he believes he was killed in an ATV accident. Stutz was just 18 years old. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Get Dad something he actually wants for Father's Day with a Brewskies gift card. It's the perfect gift for the guy who's got everything. The spending amount is customizable, and they don't expire so Dad can use it anytime. Save it for the next big game, use it out for lunch downtown, or maybe drinks before a concert. Just stop by Brewskies and tell your bartender or server that you're getting Dad the best Father's Day gift ever. And they'll set you up with a Brewskies gift card. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Focus and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See Gary Elmore in Lonoak, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. It's Justin Acre for Certa Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Certa Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Certa Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Certa Pro. Each Certa Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Arkansas Army National Guard. Aired by the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and this station. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. We might run into some chop. Chop? <laughs> we could handle chop, right? I mean, it's a 170-foot yacht. No, no, no. We're not going anywhere unless he says it's safe. All right? Don't safe. worry about it's the safe. shop. You don't know about shop. Oh, really? And you do? Chop your credit card in half. How about that? On 1037 The Buzz. folks is we are talking about everything in the sports world that you want to talk about you can call or text in at 501-661-1037 as uh, i know that there's still a lot of sports things going on like last night having the uh, stanley cup officially come to an end where the vegas knights end up winning the stanley cup in uh what was convincing fashion nine to three they took care of business on. my goodness yeah it was uh you see that it looks almost like a a high-scoring baseball affair, something you wouldn't see in the Stanley Cup. But uh, they got it taken care of business there. And 
I guess uh, tomorrow around 1.30, we're going to have a special guest and connection to the Vegas Knights and winning the Stanley Cup, too. Yeah, Keegan Colasar, who is the right winger for the Vegas Golden Knights. His dad, Katie Williams, he played football at Henderson State, played in the NFL, played in the CFL. But he's a resident of Arkansas, and he's going to come on with us to talk about the experience of going through the playoffs going and uh, seeing his son win the Stanley Cup and uh, some of the things that happen after mm. winning the Stanley Cup. Mm. I can only imagine. Because, there's listen, there's celebrations, as we all know, when it comes to championships. And uh, it could be whether it's NBA, college, NFL, you know, whatever it is. But I've always gotten the vibe that there's no celebration like a Stanley Cup winning celebration. Like because you talk about the trophy itself gets celebrated with uh, you know, drinking out of the Stanley Cup, uh, seeing the pictures and the videos that uh, not only fans are celebrating but the teams are celebrating too. It's like of all the professional teams out there, winning a Stanley Cup might be the wildest after party that you could ever see too. One of the commentators last night, one of the analysts on the TNT broadcast he made a point about just how special it is. You know, Gretzky's on that panel. And uh, so they refer to those guys that have won Stanley Cups and uh, just the feeling and what all it took to make it happen. And he made a reference to the fact of being able to watch the NBA Finals the night before. And he said how seeing the celebration there, the first person that touches that trophy is the owner. And then they pass it around as the coach and all the players but in hockey, he was making the point how when that cup is passed along, the first person to touch it is a player. And it goes through all the players, and then it goes on to the coaches and upper management. And then the family members, they get a chance to take picks with it and carry it around. So he, he just uh, was kind of embracing the fact that it's all about the players to begin with to be able to celebrate that championship. Yeah, that's pretty awesome because, uh, you know, a lot of times you see – whether it's trophies or whatnot, it's like, all right, well, let's uh, let's talk to uh, so and so, you know, the commissioners up there or whatever. Then it goes to uh, the general manager, and then and then the coach and everything. But the fact that uh, you know the players, of course, not to say it's bad or wrong or anything. It's just, but knowing that the players kind of get the priority there is a is a good thing in my opinion. So, uh, but yeah, hasn't the Stanley Cup had a few instances? I feel like a few trophies have, but of either being dropped or knocked over or uh, broken, partied up, some, something had like some that. Dings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, but that I feel like that's fitting. You know, it's not like it's it's a very prestigious trophy. Not saying it's not, but it's not like something to where it's like, okay, we got to put it in its case and not let anyone touch it or anything. They kind of embrace the whole thing too. Like, yeah, touch it, have at it, party with it, drink out of it. It's a good time. This is what it represents. It represents celebration. So it only seems right that you got to celebrate with the trophy too. So Gretzky was telling a story last night about the Conn Smythe winner, and the Conn Smythe winner is uh, basically the MVP for the Stanley Cup Final. And uh, he was telling the story of that players really, I mean, it's an accomplishment, it's an honor, but they really don't care much about that. It's about the team, and they want to be, be able to win that Stanley Cup and embellish and, and embrace that, the fact that they won the Stanley Cup and really cherish that moment. He said there was one year that they won, and uh, he said that, you know, nobody even knew who the Conn Smythe winner was. And they started asking around, like, after the fact, after they're already off the ice and everything, they're like, hey, by the way, who won the Conn Smythe? And then they realized that someone on the other team that had lost, they actually won the Conn Smythe. So no. he was saying that in that moment, that's just how much it meant to them. It didn't mean a lot where, first of all, they weren't concerned about it while they were on the ice. But then as they're asking about it afterwards, a member of the team that actually won the Stanley Cup didn't even win the Conn Smythe. Oh wow! Oh wow! So how does it? How's that vote? Is it voted on? I guess it, it's or? voted on. It's just okay. like an MVP. Like okay. if if you're um, you know watching the NBA Finals and you see the MVP, right? Watching the Super Bowl is voted upon in the same way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't watch hockey a lot. I'll, I'll admit uh, there'll be times where I maybe have it on in the background or something like that, but. Uh, I got a lot of respect for it and, you know, the athletes that are out there, too, and the history that it has. And um, it just, I don't know, the first thing I thought of last night, though, was like, man, tough uh, tough going for South Florida over the past uh, few days, losing the NBA Finals and then, of course, losing the Stanley Cup. But on the other side of the coin, they were at least there, you know, like if you're looking for silver linings, at least you were in it and you were in the championships and you know, only two teams can face it off in those, so... 
Uh, just, I guess, unfortunate for South Florida fans to not have one of those go their way. But, yeah, that was the unfortunate part about it for them. And just looking through this list, it looks like Wayne Gretzky won it a couple of times. And it, it even highlights when players were on the team that actually lost the Stanley Cup that they won it. So it looks like that's happened five times since 1965. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was looking at the, the Conn Smythe and, uh, you, know, what, you know, what was the origin of it and everything and... Uh, I guess it uh, just says that it's uh, named after Con Smythe, the longtime owner, general manager, and head coach of the Toronto Maple Leaves. Uh, it's who it's named after. So, uh, yeah, how, how, that's crazy. It's, but it's funny because, you know, usually you think of in the other sports, too, it's just like the MVP award, you know, or maybe it's named something but still the MVP. But just calling it the Con Smythe is pretty cool, I think. Just It's like, no, it's, it's like, because so, if you don't know hockey, you're like, oh, what is that? It's like, no, it's just, you know, kind of like the MVP. But it's unique in that way. It's a good-looking award. Yeah. But um, that's kind of what the NBA has moved to in the past few years. Of course, like you said, you know it as the MVP trophy, but the NBA has made a push where they want that MVP for the finals to be known as the Bill Russell Award. That's what it is. They want, they want the name associated with it because even in the celebration there, uh, Adam Silver commented about how Nikola Jokic became the first player to win the trophy since the passing of Bill Russell. Hmm. See that? What was the one that's the Kobe Bryant trophy? Is that the All Star game? Okay, yeah. All Star game MVP. So, all right, but yeah, even, I like even that. Uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals uh, MVPs, they have you know one is Larry Bird, the other is Magic Johnson. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's like bonuses, incentives, and stuff for winning those trophies, right, as an individual that you probably get. So, yeah, I like it. The NFL one's not named after anybody, is it? Is it I know that they have the Lombardi Trophy for the Super Bowl. It, but it is. Uh, Lamar Hunt Trophy is for the AFC. Okay. okay. And uh, I don't remember what the NFC is. Okay. So it's pretty common then that you're having names attached to it. It's just a lot of times it's maybe not referred to as that it's just referred to as the MVP. So, yeah. Okay. And, and these aren't the MVP trophies for the NFL. This is for the winner of the championship game. Gotcha. So the AFC championship game winner, they win the Lamar Hunt trophy, and it had special meaning because the Chiefs won, so they won the Lamar Hunt, Hunt trophy go. to yeah. move on to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. And then, I don't know, they here soon I'm probably going to have something named after Tom Brady, you know, something like that, maybe... Uh, I don't know if they'll do, ever rename the Super Bowl trophy because it is the Lombardi trophy, which is solid as it is. But, uh, you know, all-time greats get, uh, should have some sort of recognition when it comes to whether it's individual or team awards or whatever it may be or uh, something that they can get sponsored and something that they could have meaning behind it to be able to make you know more money and also have uh, a great award. There was them. an argument thrown out in the past 15 years or so that they want to try to rename the Lombardi trophy and make it the Lombardi Belichick trophy to add Bill Belichick's name on it, but that was just kind of, you know, people talking and mm-hmm. maybe wanting to put a petition together to make it happen, but nothing ever came of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that's, that's a torn thing. Cause we've seen that happen in sports a lot. Like I don't mind shared stuff. Like we see it happen a lot of times. Uh, but you know, if like, for instance, you see stadiums or fields, you know, kind of have a shared name. Uh, and that's that's fine if that's the route that you want to go. But when it comes to like trophies, like the Lombardi Trophy's great. Like it, it's 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 historical. He's part of the beginning. You know, he's a, the one of the most iconic coaches in NFL history. It's like it makes sense. I don't feel like you need to just kind of force a share in that for Belichick. Maybe find something else for Belichick if you're wanting to give him an award or name something after him. Surely there's something you can do. But uh, maybe not do uh, the Lombardi Trophy. Maybe do it the Coach of the Year Award, which I'm sure that already has a name too. So. Uh, but, you know, maybe name that after Belichick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, names mean a lot. I get it. And, you know, connections to trophies and awards mean a lot. I get it. And, and it is fitting that with the uh, NFL rushing leader, we've talked about this, oh, yeah. that this year they actually did rename it the Jim Brown Award. And, uh, you know, the timing on that also that Jim Brown passed away after the award ceremony and everything. But it was renamed just this year as the Jim Brown Award. Yeah, and that's fitting. That's extremely fitting there, too. Uh, Asher Record Y fan feedback. Lee says, great to see the Knights get it after just six seasons in existence. 
Huge fan base, and I became one alongside my St. Louis Blues and Cardinals. Since I go out there frequently, hurt me seeing two former Stanley Cup Blues winners hold up the cup last night for Vegas. Uh, but also the Cardinals lost again last night. So, Lee, you're just having a rough time, it sounds like, when it comes to your Cardinals and comes to your teams there, too. But at least you got your Knights in there to, to take care of business. Because uh, Dudley Dawson, who joins us sometimes, he's a, he's a Vegas Knights guy. You know? So I know he was celebrating and having yeah, a good time. Yeah, yeah, Dudley had something good to celebrate. Lee was just saying it's good to see them win it. He's right. actually a Blues fan. So, but And he said a couple of former Blues, they were on the Golden Knights. Yeah. And because, uh, yeah, he's being a St. Louis Blues was, man, like that was one of the ones when I was uh, you know, growing up. one not long ago. Yeah. Like I was growing up and it's like, yeah, that St. Louis does have a hockey team. It's like you wouldn't think about it. Maybe you don't hear much about them, but they do. And they've had some success in their previous years, too. So uh, Al Watkins uh, yeah. of the Butcher Shop. That's his team. Is the Vegas Saint, Knights? No, St. Louis. Blues. Oh, St. Louis Blues. OK. OK. Yeah. He, he was one that followed all St. Louis sports for the most part until the Rams moved to L.A. and he was done with them. No, no. Uh, I feel like he was probably one of many people that were probably done with them uh, after that, which I can understand. You know, if you had your favorite team move somewhere else, uh, it would be pretty hurtful and frustrating, kind of like when, you know, the the Ravens, you know, became a team and kind of moved around there and the Browns left. You know, it just, it, it happens. I would probably be the same way, but I feel like at least the teams I root for are probably, are, I don't think the Jets are going to move from New York or the Celtics are going to move from Boston. So I feel like I hopefully will not have to experience that when it comes to my pro teams. So, or at least the ones that I follow. But yeah, um, that's got to be yeah frustrating. And, and in hockey, I guess there are there 32 teams in hockey? 30. 30? Okay. So they're kind of like the NBA too with just the 30 and 30 deals there yeah. as well. So, well. And, and baseball, Major League Baseball. That's right. So I guess the NFL with 32 is uh, more of the unique ones out there adam silver has spoken here recently where he said they'd like to possibly move to 32 uh rob manfred he said that also for baseball and so uh we know with the success about sports franchise teams moving to vegas vegas is always that market that if leagues are looking to expand they're looking into vegas which was off limits for a long time. Yeah. Now it is not off limits. In fact, it's quite the opposite of off limits. It's where everything is going and everything is moving to, it seems like. And so. they said the parade is going to be right down the strip, just like awesome. with the Vegas Aces, Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA. So they said if you were, if you had a trip planned and you were going to be on the strip whenever they had that parade, it's going to be shut down because mm-hmm. they said that, you know, everything was going in one direction. And they actually shut down the other lane, so it gets pretty clogged. And uh, they said to make adjustments if you had any plans to be in that area whenever they do the parade. I love the fact that they have to make that known, but also feel like if they're just like, just stay in the casinos and you'll be good. You know, stay in the resorts. Because uh, at least when I was there, I didn't venture out very much onto the strip other than just uh, maybe going from one place to the next. But uh, I feel like uh, if you just yeah give everybody a heads up on that, it's, it's the perfect spot and it, and it makes sense. But that's what I love to see about Vegas is just how it's growing with sports and how it's growing with uh, you know the professional teams that are coming in. Like it, it's it, people didn't think at first that there would be much support for it. There's like you know don't think that they have as many fans showing up and everything too. But I believe that it's been an ultra success and that's why you're starting to see a teams moving. And of course, we know the A's. And uh, they're going to be moving out there, which, man, have you seen the, the, t- the fans and the way that they've been protesting and reverse protesting and getting after it with the A's? Yeah, because wow. uh, they weren't going to the games, and then they did a drive, I believe, last night where they actually did show up at the game. Yeah, it's, it's cracking me up because it's so organized, and usually it's pretty tough to do something like that. But, yeah, it was uh, actually on the same day, it was according to the story, when Nevada Senate voted to approve $380 million in public money to the Las Vegas ballpark, fans held uh, their long-planned reverse boycott intended to fill Oakland Coliseum uh, to prove to their owner, John Fisher, in Major League Baseball, and they ended up having 27,759 people there. About 10 times the average for the year. That's incredible. That's incredible. And they said what their goal is, is they want ownership. They want new ownership. And... It's inevitable that the team is going to move to Vegas regardless, but as A's fans, they, they believe that ownership has taken down the franchise here, here in recent years and that winning is not the priority. It's more about just 
you know, going about business where you're putting a product on the field that's not good. Mm. Well, I, I, I'm torn on this issue because it's like I get from the perspective of just the way business works and, you know, it's obviously seen success when you had the Raiders go from Oakland to going to Vegas and it's worked out well for them. And it's kind of be the same thing with Oakland, I feel like, with the A's. This, once they move to Vegas, they'll be successful and they'll have – uh, you know, a new stadium and a new energy and, and everything. And who knows, maybe they'll even win a title, as we've seen some other Vegas teams do too. But if you're an Oakland A's fan and you feel like everything's just kind of getting taken away from you, all your pro teams that you've grown up with and have been there forever, and, you know, it's not like the average fan had anything to do with the issues of not getting ballparks or, or anything like that. It's like you just feel it getting ripped away from you. So I'm sure it's got to be frustrating for them just seeing where – they went from having a few pro teams to now, like, you're, you're going to be missing two of your biggest pro teams that you've had there for so many years and so long, too. Yeah, Oakland, city of Oakland, um, they're missing out on the franchises that have been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll uh, be one something later down the road where they get ones added back in, you know, maybe something like that, as we've seen happen before, you know, like Cleveland when they lost their team, the Browns came back, right, and... Uh, resurged. They held on to the rights for the Browns, and they knew it was a matter of time before they would get a franchise back and that the NFL was going to go through expansion. So it worked out well for them. They went a few years without having that franchise, but worked out well where they eventually came back. Will the NBA, I guess, be the next league that probably expands uh, of all the major leagues? Pardon the pun, but... They would be the ones that you think probably have two more teams. Maybe, in. yeah. I mean, Major League Baseball could get there before NBA. Where I guess where would they be putting those teams at specifically? I know. I think like people said Nashville would be one that people would want teams in. Maybe just the citizens of Nashville would like to see a baseball team there in too. Yeah, yeah. There are uh, there are a few options there. Mm-hmm. Got to get a basketball team back in Seattle because I want the Supersonics to come back. That would be one for sure. Yeah, they deserve that. They had a great fan base. And also just the name Supersonics was always a really cool, cool deal. So, so yeah, with NBA, it would be Vegas and Seattle. Those mm-hmm. would be the two prime spots. And then once that happened, Vegas would have all the major sports, right, for professional teams once that happens. Yeah. Man. If it happens. If it happens, yes. It, big if it happens. But how about that? Just Vegas being... Something that nobody would touch for so many years, and now it's just whew, everything's coming in there. And it's because of sports it. betting. Yep. It's because of uh, places like Bet Saracen and everything being open now. It's it's opened those doors for to have franchises. Oh yeah, even Carlton Safa from uh, Bet Saracen and the Saracen Casino Resort. He talked about going to Vegas often and just seeing all the things that they're doing, and whether it's sports books or uh, casino games and everything. Just the knowing of the growth of it and it's kind of where the uh, mecca of gambling, especially sports gambling, comes from. So it just makes sense to have sports teams there if you're going to have so many games being bet on as it is. So it all especially makes sense. online betting and through apps. Oh yeah, like Bet Saracen. Oh yeah, because there were some casinos to where if you downloaded their app when I was out there, that uh, it was like a, almost like a geofence where you had to be in the building, you know, uh, yeah. in the casino itself, uh, in order to bet and to use the app. So. That's uh, that's some one of the technolo- technological advances that they've made on it, and they're just trying to make it easier for everybody, but also profitable. Because at the end of the day, it's all about money, as we know. It's a business. It's a business. That's we what have a comment do. here on Facebook. Holly says that Matthew, our biggest fan, is watching the show today. So wave at Matthew and hello, Matthew. What's up, Matthew? Thanks, thanks for always listening and watching. Yeah, listening and watching us again because we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter. We have live streaming going on. Each and every show, each and every day here on 103.7 The Buzz. So we're going to keep it moving, though, since we're up against it. we got what's trending in the world of sports, some headlines, some storylines, and some other things we'll dive into. And we'll keep it moving on a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us.
Paid Non-Attorney Spokesperson. The ad is paid for by the Settlement Specialists. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-725-7193 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-725-7193. Fellas, June is National Men's Health Month, so it's a great time to remind you to take care of your health. I recommend going to Low T Center. It's where I got my levels checked. It's typically completely covered by most health insurances, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an in-office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com, Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Ladies, get excited. It's another ladies' night at Whit Davis in Sherwood. It's Thursday, June 22nd from 5 to 7. Get your girlfriends together for a fun night out. Enjoy demonstrations and refreshments, win dual prizes, and take home some giveaways. Browse vendors' tables of plants, clothes, soaps, candles, jewelry, and more. Ladies' night at Whit Davis, 9100 Brockington Road in Sherwood. Find Whit Davis Lumber Plus Ladies' Night on Facebook for all the details. RJ here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank and Chris you and I've been doing ads for a long time but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136 year old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris with unstable times it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. Hey, this is Trey Johnson with H.J. Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. You know if there's an accessory for your truck, we carry it. Now, let's talk trailers. Need a trailer to carry your golf cart to the golf course? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your side-by-side to the duck woods? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your cattle to the sale barn? We got it. Need a trailer to carry your bulldozer? We got that too. Trailers from Delta, Stagecoach, BCI, and Good Guys. H.J. Trailer Sales, 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Find us on Facebook or online at H.J. TraderSales.com. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs! On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. 
See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com and get a deal started on GuadneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Take advantage of no payments for 90 days. Pre-owns, they're good enough for mom, so they're going to make sure they wouldn't put you in a vehicle that they wouldn't feel comfortable putting their own mom in. They're going to make sure everything checks out on that vehicle. 1.9 is available on Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Traverse, and Silverados equipped with a TurboMax engine when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. It's Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guatney Chevrolet, GuatneyChevrolet.com. It is Out of Bounds here on a Wide Open Wednesday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. Going to have Pat Bradley join us here in about 15 minutes. Always looking forward to catching up with him. And got a text from the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line as well that uh, reads, Hey, best show on the buzz. That's all it says. We appreciate it. Appreciate that. it. Yeah. That's all you needed to say. Yeah, We, li- we like to read the, t- the text that get us hyped. And, uh, you know, like, let's just uh, have some compliments there. We won't we read the insults because that's not what we do. Not that there's any of those, of course, at all. But we appreciate you listening in, too. Also, the uh, NFC Championship Game Trophy for the uh, NFC representative of the Super Bowl. It's the George Hallis Trophy. Okay, there you go. I knew so, yeah, Lamar right. Hunt on one side, George Hallis on the other side. Yeah, longtime uh, man of the, uh, the Bears there in Chicago, too. So, all right, glad that we got that cleared up. Uh, a few things going on in the sports world, so let's go ahead and jump into What's Trending. What's Trending in the World of Sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? Few things going on, and even uh, here locally, we know that the NBA draft will be here before we know it, and uh, the green room is always a, a pretty important thing, but Arkansas actually has two players that got invited to the NBA draft green room. According to ESPN, Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr. will both be in the green room at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn for draft night. Uh, not necessarily surprising, but uh, good to see them uh, represented and Arkansas being represented there with those two guys being up there, too. Absolutely. It'll be a big night for them, and that's a week from Thursday. So next Thursday, it'll be the NBA draft, and it's going to be on ABC and ESPN. Also have some really tragic news here. Uh, this is something that's also uh, Arkansas-related. Uh, with a recruit that they actually had committed to their football program, Deion Stutz, who was from Memphis. He's a three-star player, defensive lineman, uh, and he was committed to Arkansas and has been for a few months. He tragically passed away in an ATV crash, uh, according to police. This was uh, Sheriff Shane Phelps of the Panola County Sheriff's Office, and as well as multiple uh, outlets said that he crashed uh, the ATV on his family's property in Batesville, Mississippi. Uh, Arkansas did put out an official statement dealing with this, saying, quote, We are heartbroken over the passing of Deion Stutz. He was a tremendous young man with a bright future ahead of him. We were excited to add him on to our program as he was to be a Razorback. Our thoughts and prayers are with his mother, Shante, and his father, Dino, during and in, along with the entire family as they deal with this loss. So just something you, you really hate to see no matter what, but especially knowing that uh, he was going to be a Razorback, he had committed to Arkansas, just uh, a terrible thing, and especially for it to happen there on the family property in an ATV accident, just something you never want to see. So Yeah, really sad news there. Also, uh, in some other news, with, uh, uh, of course, Stanley Cup. We talked about Vegas winning their Stanley Cup last night over the Florida Panthers, 9-3, to taking care of business there. But also, when it comes to the NFL, the DeAndre Hopkins deal when he's visiting the Patriots and uh, whether or not uh, he's going to take his talents there, well, some other teams there too. Uh, reports say, though, that DeAndre Hopkins has no animosity, and there is no animosity between him and Bill O'Brien. And there is optimism that a deal could be worked out between them and the Patriots, and it shouldn't be a problem. That, that's another um, storyline that we get this time of the year, and always some funny connections there. There was one that came out recently with Matt Patricia, who joined the Eagles, and one of the players that formerly played with uh, the Patriots and Matt Patricia, or actually played for the Lions and Matt Patricia, where uh, there was thought that it was beef there. 
But now that Matt Patricia is a part of the organization, they're uh, putting it all behind them. See, my thing is, is at the end of the day, you'll have some players and maybe some coaches that end up having issues, but they're all professionals. Like, at the end of the day, you want to get paid, you want to play for a team, you want to be successful, and sometimes you can't let those petty differences get between anybody. So they're professionals. That's what they want to do. They want to succeed. All of them want. And that's Eagles corner Darius Slate, who played for the Lions, and now he's with the Eagles. Okay. And Matt Patricia joined the staff. Well, there you go. Also... And uh, some other news, too. We talked about the SEC schedule, and now it's going to be released tonight. A few other leaks that have come out. Uh, not only, and it's not necessarily surprising, with uh, Georgia and Alabama playing each other. Uh, they're in Tuscaloosa, which is uh, something that probably needs to happen a lot more often when it comes to the two juggernauts. But also Texas, Texas A&M is going to be happening in 2024. And reports are saying that Texas, Texas A&M is going to happen on Thanksgiving weekend. So that means A&M and LSU are not going to play each other on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, they're going to have some other opponents. Probably Oklahoma LSU uh, will end up being that. But uh, they at least have confirmed that that will be the case, and those will be two teams that are also playing. Um, which is not surprising. You're going to have the rivalries. You know, Texas-Oklahoma is still going to play each other in the Cotton Bowl. And Texas, Texas A&M is going to play each other the day after Thanksgiving or and whatever it may be. But, yeah, that's not surprising, but still just glad that they're actually doing it and following through and try not to make it too complicated there, too. Uh, also, in uh, some other news, when it comes to uh, the world of sports, uh, this is uh, an interesting Netflix special that's being put out. It's a series that follows three-star NFL co- quarterbacks with Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. It's simply called Quarterback. And it debuts on July 12th, which uh, just watching some of the, the clips and some of the trailers for it looks pretty good. And if you were a Chiefs fan and a Mahomes fan, you probably would love it, absolutely love it. Same thing with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. It might be interesting to see Mariota and the Falcons because of how that saga went this past year. But, oh, absolutely. It will be. Yeah. See, uh, see some of the drama surrounding that. But overall, you know, when it comes to uh, documentaries and specials, and especially the ones that Netflix does on sports, I feel like they're almost always really good. So I assume this one will probably be really good as well. It's always an interesting choice who they choose to follow throughout the season and then how those storylines do shake out. Yeah, because it, it may not, there may be more to it than we even realize from the outside looking in. But uh, it would be interesting, especially again, if you're fans of those teams or fans of those players, just to see uh, some of the entertainment, some of the drama that uh, came around. Uh, from uh, the previous year, too. And then uh, also, uh, Lamar Jackson is relishing the chance to play with a legend of OBJ. So they are excited to play together one another and knowing that uh, the Ravens, of course, really good team and adding OBJ. I almost forgot about them adding OBJ here recently, but uh, Lamar is excited about it and can't wait to start throwing him the ball once he gets out on the field, too. They so. put a big concentration on receiver position through free agency and the draft. And that's something that the Ravens have missed over uh, the past few years. And so through not only just not having those players on the roster, but also injuries have been a factor. And now you have some of the players that are coming back from injury, along with adding Odell and uh, other players through the draft. We're going to take a top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, Pat Bradley is going to join us thanks to Motorsports Authority. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. You're not Out of Bounds. Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour stops.